There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 everyone. That is the voice of your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney. And we are here for some cocaine bear. Cocaine Bear. I just like saying Cocaine Bear. It's a funny title. I like it. But the movie, Cocaine Bear, has finally graced us in theaters. And uh, we got a lot to say about this uh, This new, uh, <laughs> uh, could you call it a horror icon? I don't know. It, it, it was The movie was horror-esque. We, we, we might see more of Cocaine Bear. I don't know. Uh, but with me to deep dive this film is fellow Yonko host, uh, Grandmaster Hoop. Grandmaster Cocaine bear. Cocaine bear? Um, bear of cocaine? Yeah. yeah, cocaine bear's cool. Um it's a cocaine bear. It's in the name. It's ridiculous. And it was a ridiculous ride. So here we are, cocaine bear. I again I think it speaks for itself enough. Uh you <laughs> it's whatever you think would happen if a bear got into cocaine probably happened. You don't so, got to read an article that says everything you need to know about Cocaine Bear before watching the movie. No, I think it's very self-explanatory. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's If you have any a, inkling about cocaine or bears, that's all you need. Go into Cor that. Correct. So, yeah, Cocaine Bear. We're here, Cocaine. We love... Let me stop. <laughs> bears. We bears. love Bears. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Goodness, goodness. But we are not alone in this endeavor for some cocaine bear. We have supernovas here to join us alike. Hi, I'm Dr. Rika from the Yonko Table, and you're not watching Disney Channel. And let's get into it. Cocaine bear. Uh, how do we feel? Well, first off, cocaine bear, right? Um, is it just me? Was the marketing for this movie like really on point? I feel like the only movie that I could see that had really good marketing, like in, in this kind of niche type of movie was Megan. Megan had a really good marketing team. And I feel like that got a lot of people in seats. I, I kind of feel the same way for Cocaine Bear. They really just went in with the absurdity on the premise of a bear on cocaine and they just went with it for the marketing team. Like, what What do you guys think? I feel I was exposed to Cocaine Bear thoroughly through social media. Uh, and I feel they did a really good job. Because, again, this is not something I would look up. They'd be like, oh, what new movies are coming out? Uh, oh, Ant-Man, Creed, Shazam. Uh, you know, I'm like, you know, that's on my radar. Cocaine Bear probably would never have been on my radar. But they got it there. And they did it. And I thought our theater was pretty packed. Um, yeah, it was. I thought it was going to be empty. No, it sure wasn't. People people tuned in. So I think the marketing was pretty good. And again, like you said, it's absurd. The idea of a cocaine bear, a cocaine addicted bear. And it sounds funny. It sounds funny. And uh, I think we got a little more than just comedy from the film itself. But I think it attracted its audience. It did a good job. 
Yeah, I believe uh, you brought up social media. I believe the first time I heard about it was on social media. I think I saw the trailer on Twitter. I tend to get to the movies like very late, so I don't see the trailers anymore. I just show up and sit down and the movie starts. At least that's my hope. Um, so I never saw a trailer while I was going to see any other movie. So it definitely was a social media thing. And I, I agree with Dr. Jace, like, but people were really enjoying that it did seem very absurd. And I think to your point and how you introduced kind of us talking about it is you don't have to know anything else. It's not connected to any franchise. That's true. <laughs> we don't know if there will or will not be a sequel. Either way, you could just go in and know, okay, there is a bear who is on cocaine and things will happen. And it it's 90 minutes. So it's also going to be very quick to get through. So I think there's some attraction to like the absurdity, but also... I could just go and not have to to worry about cr- trying to catch up on years uh, of IP, which is what was attractive to me on just a Friday afternoon after work. You don't have to watch the ending of Eternals to have Cocaine Bear explained. <laughs> oh, no, it, it, it's a single movie. It respects your time, 90 minutes and out. Um and I, and I think that's commendable for a movie like this. I, I I think the biggest worry that I went into with this movie was how tired would the premise be? I feel like going in, maybe it was just like, oh, the bear's on cocaine. Is that all they're going to do? Just, you know, shenanigans? Like the bear's going to be dancing like a silly dance, like from Jungle Book? Or I don't know. Is he going to talk like Baloo at one point? <laughs> That, um, was, that was like the one fear that I had. That, that, it, I think, that it was going to be a running gag and it was going to run its course too early. That sounds more like Mushroom Bear. Shrooms Bear. Shrooms uh, Bear. Yeah, different drug call, uh, calls for a different plot. Is that uh, is that the franchise? Just like bears on different... <laughs> no, <laughs> different God, no. Ow, or just animals on drugs? I don't know. I don't know. I feel you could They hinted at it at the end, kind of uh, like... A... <laughs> cocaine cubs uh, no no the, no the uh the the goats remember the goats? oh the goats and the dog they were making sure none of them got into the cocaine right right you could do a lot sure uh <laughs> the different paraphernalia causes a different plot i don't know i don't know that would be kind of funny i would i i if this blossoms into a, a new ip a new genre i'm here for it i'm here for it um, but apparently th- the reason this movie was made is part partially because it was inspired by true events. Uh, I don't know if either one of you want to go into the true events part. I, I did not know this until after the movie. Cause I was like, wait, that that's a, that's a true story. Did, Listen, oh my gosh, Dr. Rico, let me tell you, this man walked out of the theater and he was like, this can't be real. This can't be real. A bear can't get into cocaine. I'm like, yes. I did not. No, I did not say a bear can't get into cocaine. I he thought, was like, I can't I believe the, the part, believability. I thought the true part of the movie was <laughs> that there was a cartel of delivery that went wrong. They dumped the drugs into the, the forest. And that's it. <laughs> I thought that there were just the drugs. Right. That is the only true part is that. A cartel, yeah, things went wrong, drugs were dumped, they never really found them, but they do know that a bear or animals had ingested some of it. The you killing see, Grandmaster, you see? I, I said this was true. I said, you said, how what? can you not believe a bear getting on cocaine? I, I, I said, what makes you think that is not believable? I said, the killing 
and the, the comedy. Was like, no, this this did not happen. There's yeah, no, no that did not happen. No, the bear that was found dead, OD'd. But God, what a way for a bear to go out. That's actually very sad. Um, so they found the bear, like in in real life, like it was just a bear. Just they found the bear dead? with the duffel bag, and oh. the and it what it had eaten everything. Wow. Yes. Oh God, <laughs> poor bear. Right. Is, is it's that, sad. So so they did like um did they like stuff him and put him somewhere? Oh yeah, I think they did stuff him. Wow. Um yeah, oh, I cool. think he's in a museum in Tennessee. I see it. Yeah, I have it here up on images. <laughs> uh, I don't know oh, how God. I feel about that. Like I don't know. He's a he's a he's a victim of human activity and now he's on display for more humans. Um uh, I feel weird. Oh, poor bear. This is a uh, cute thing to, you know, if you're going camping, get all of your items. Don't disrupt nature. Leave the bears alone. Right. And I've, goodness, uh, now I've learned too, though. Uh, I mean, yes, this movie's inspired by true events. I did learn some good facts. If it's black, attack. If it's brown, lay down. I was unaware. Um, this so is good if, knowledge. If you, if you see a black bear, are you really gonna fight it? No, no. I might stand my ground. Creed style, Creed three. I might, <laughs> you know. But if he comes at me, I'm not gonna. Come on, bear. Come on. Come on. This is the video of the the guy and the kangaroo. <laughs> oh yes. Oh god, the cocaine kangaroo. kangaroo. That squares up. Cocaine kangaroo. The the uh the untied the. I don't know. It sounds like a sequel to uh, Kangaroo Jack. Um, Could be a spinoff of Creed, uh, the Creed series. The Creed series, a kangaroo just, he wants to prove that he's the best. And right. uh, despite who his father was, Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> yes. It's a soft reboot of Kangaroo Jack. You could you could go for days with this concept. It, again, it's very absurd. And it's funny to just think about uh, animals on drugs um yeah you could run with it for days but goodness uh i feel bad for the bear uh but this movie did a really good job and i think uh i was rooting for the bear at times uh oh i really was oh i guess i guess for like the 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 bad guys i guess air quotes there was i guess there was one bad Actually, you know what? I didn't really want the bear to kill anyone at some at some points. I was kind of like, man, this guy could have turned a new leaf. Uh, um, oh man, there was a lot. But I mean, well, how do we get here, right? How do we even get to? How the does bear this movie being... get made? Right, right. Um, what is it like? A, there was like a real life narcotics officer that was actually there, that. Okay, the guy in the beginning of the film that was real too. The guy in the the plane. In the plane. Okay. Uh, he was found dead as well. His parachute did malfunction after throwing the duffel bags of cocaine, uh, which oh god, I don't have the number. It was it, I, I think the number they used in the film was accurate. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, the like how many like pounds or yeah, the, of yeah, how much it was worth. Okay. Um, I think it was like fourteen million. I think in total. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, but that that was real. That was real. So I guess I don't know. Uh, that story sounds funny to tell, or you know, like a what if scenario. 
you know um i guess uh it's it's for for a comedy writer i imagine they look at this story and said we could do something with this as as we're picking it apart right now uh phil lord and chris miller you know them are you familiar with them and their work chris miller yeah and phil lord i feel the Uh, name sounds familiar and like all right let me let me throw you some credits uh 21 and 22 jump street okay all right uh the the lego movie uh the duos together both of them together together uh cloudy with a chance of meatballs uh they got a really decent track record uh they've been they've been a part of all the lego films uh a lot of these comedy films again i told you the other day they're the ones that got shafted from the han solo movie uh, oh right right yes the, the production yes. hell that it went through right 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 uh i think from a writing and producing credit though uh i think they're really well known for into the spider-verse oh, these are the same guys right. that did into the spider-verse that's right Ooh. and if i'm forgetting anything uh, y'all can correct me. Uh, uh, y- y- you brought up enough <laughs> in terms of like giving them credibility. Uh, you got me on uh, Lego Movie. I completely forgot that that was their their thing. That was theirs. That was theirs. So I think wow. they they uh, I don't know. They must have seen this and like this is comedy gold. We can easily do something with this. So, um, so they're but, they're part of the writing staff though, right? No, they're they're, they're the producers. They producers. produced it. Okay. Uh, yeah, they produced it. Um, they're the ones who are getting this one off the ground. And, uh, you know, funny enough, I say it's uh, it's com- comedy gold, but I think they nailed kind of a blend between comedy and horror comedy. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I definitely feel at points in the film, uh, the scares were there. Uh, or you felt nervous. It was tense. Uh, for, it was tense. It was tense. Yeah, they did a good job. Um, but yeah, I think they're in their bag here. I think this is right up their alley in terms of ridiculousness, absurdity, and just overall you know, kind of a fun outing. Uh, they bring on Elizabeth Banks. Uh, that name sounded familiar. What what, what was what was her? Uh, thing? I'm going to let Dr. Rika take it. I know. Are you a fan, Dr. Rika, of Elizabeth I Banks? Like, I do like Elizabeth Banks. I don't know... So she, of course, is uh, an actress who's transitioned over to being more of a filmmaker and has okay. been directing more frequently. But she has popped up like over the years. So we've seen her in like 40-Year-Old Virgin. We've seen her in the Pitch Perfect series. She directed the, I believe, the third one. Um, I can't recall if she did the second one, too. I think she did the second one as well. Yeah. Okay. She's popped up over the years. Um, and so Pitch Perfect is where she started some of the directing. She did the most recent Charlie's Angels reboot. Um, and then of course now this particular picture. I really like Elizabeth Banks as far as like her being within films. I've always, uh, like as an actress, as a comedian, I've, I've always found her to be pretty funny. I don't know if all of her directed films have been successful for me. And I even have critiques about this one. Mainly I just wanted it to be a bit more campy and absurd because I, I enjoy that my, you know, animal focused horror type comedies i i like when they're just kind of ridiculous and i, I thought it was just a little bit more serious than i anticipated but we could get to that overall i thought it was a good time um 
But as far as Elizabeth Banks is concerned, the thing I do appreciate is one, Universal supporting a lot of like weird films lately. Um, and as a big studio, I we've had a ton of conversations kind of over many different podcasts around like there's a lot of IP and people and studios are trying to make the next big franchise because that's what makes money. And so there is this tendency for companies to not support just small, like for lack of a better word, small dumb films sometimes like if you think back to like us growing up in the 90s and even the early 2000s you'd have like either a lower mid-budget film that would come out would be kind of ridiculous right. it would make a little bit of money because some folks just want something to watch on a saturday afternoon grab some popcorn keep it short and go home like it's not always about like i don't need the next oscar nominated film I don't need something to be attached to, you know, Fast and Furious or Marvel or Disney or anyway. I just want to go in, watch something, and then go home and feel like it was a good time for 90 minutes, you know, 100 minutes, whatever it may be. So I do appreciate that Universal has lately been supporting films like this. And the fact that it is a ridiculous, like, animal horror comedy that's directed by a woman, because there is also a tendency for, like, films to be that are directed by women to be, like, shaft it in like a niche type like right. it has to be very emotional or like heartbreaking i'm even thinking the only film that's nominated for best picture this year that's directed by a woman is called woman talking mm. and i won't get into the details because we're gonna have an oscar podcast <laughs> but <laughs> the the premise the story is really really heavy um and while those stories need to be told i also think just let women have fun like it, it doesn't always have to be uh, about <laughs> something that feels really heavy and weighted um sometimes it, it could just be something really ridiculous like a bear on cocaine so this is my plea <laughs> studios uh to and producers to to support just more ridiculous stories that don't require a lot of brain power uh but then also <laughs> directed uh, and created uh, by women that are just yeah ridiculous and dumb because it's fun and we deserve to have that space too. Uh, so it, it was, that's the thing I liked saying about the film and, and I'm glad Elizabeth Banks got a chance to to kind of lead into that. No, I, 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 I definitely agree with that too. Cause uh, I, I do kind of miss some of those just dumb, silly movies, like based on concept alone. Uh, a lot of the movies that people, you know, are looking forward to nowadays is like, you know, your next big Marvel, your next big uh, like franchise type of film, your next big IP. I kind of just like this idea of a movie being one and done. <laughs> uh, tells its story, checks out at the end. All right. Did you have fun? I had fun watching this. If this is the only cocaine bear, if there's no cocaine bear too, or cocaine goats, if, if that's what they were hinting at at the end, I'm okay with that. This was a really fun, this was a very, very fun movie. It's a very fun movie. Um, yeah. I, oh, I just want to say quick shout out to Elizabeth Banks. I think, yeah, I, I didn't watch Charlie's Angels, but I heard mm -hmm. that wasn't, that wasn't it. I did. Um, I will say Kristen Stewart was actually really funny. Okay, I did oh, hear oh, good wait, things she, about her. She directed the new one. The new yes. one. Oh, okay. The the re okay. I was thinking of uh the original and full throttle. Oops. No, no, she <laughs> couldn't be classics. <laughs> Those were classics. Those were, yeah. No, I think she's in her bag here. She's in her element. I think she's always been a really good at comedy. Uh so yeah, I'd definitely like to see kind of more women directed films that 
yeah, as you said, just fun. Just uh, lean into it. Just be kooky. Be weird. Uh, I mean, again, I appreciate, as like you said, the films with a message and a story that needs to be told. But I, I like when people just are like, hey, you want to do something stupid? You want to <laughs> you want to do this movie, <laughs> the cocaine and a bear? I think I think I think this is right up her alley. Um, uh, Dr. Jason, if you need a face, remember Effie from uh, The Hunger Games? Primrose Everdeen. Oh, that that's that's Elizabeth Banks. Yes, that's Elizabeth. Oh, Banks. wow. Okay, I didn't there, know I just, that. I knew you. I knew you were searching your encyclopedia for who she was. So was there you go. Through the data banks. Yeah, I could give you more, but here, let's stop. That's good um, enough. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll say this: the one thing that really kept me hooked. There were a lot of things that kept me hooked about the movie, but the one of the things that really got me hooked with the film. And I hate always making this comparison, but I guess it's like the first franchise to introduce me to it. Um, the idea of having different like factions in a movie and their stories like eventually like um, combine together. I originally saw that in Game of Thrones. So every time I see it in other movies, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a Game of Thrones. They're pulling a Game of Thrones there. It's it's definitely not original from Game of Thrones, but it's it's how I was introduced to the concept. So watching Cocaine Bear, I think they did a really good job having all these different types of people on their own little adventures and have them eventually cross paths with each other. I feel like that kept me engaged because if for whatever reason you weren't really with it for um, Dee Dee and Henry's journey with the Cocaine Bear, well, maybe you might like Sid's uh, journey with the cocaine bear or Ranger Liz <laughs> with uh, Pete. I, I feel like there's something for you're going to you're you are going to get attached to someone here, uh, whether it's just them being so silly or you wanting to see these people get eaten by the cocaine bear or hoping that these people get away from the cocaine bear. I feel like they did a really good job. We're like, were there any like standout groups that you guys like were attached to when it came to surviving cocaine bear i liked ranger liz i i she is a clown but she didn't mean it she didn't mean it oh man i would say i was actually particularly attached to any of the humans i mean i wanted the kids to get out of course i just found some of the the setups i imagine we'll get to maybe some of our, our the scenes that we liked the most or were most entertained by i just like the setups of like when the bear showed up what was happening whether it was climbing up a tree we're in the cabin the ambulance whatever it may be Ooh. i think that's what i really liked more so i think the characters were pretty one note i mean we got 95 minutes we got a bear on cocaine figure it out they don't waste time right? it's, not, it's not like i was anticipating any like big character study but i will say i think i was less connected to the humans and more so like what what kind of bear stuff is about to happen right now <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i would agree to that point too i think one i think i think the whole cast is pretty excellent here uh like yeah. you got some you got some heavy hitters here like ray liotta r.i.p uh you know one right. of his last films um carrie russell o'shea jackson jr Oh, I don't know how to say this man's name. Uh, Han Solo uh, from the Han Solo. Alden. I'll call him Alden. Uh, Margot Martindale. This cast is quite diverse and like, uh, you know, range. Uh, yeah, this is it's a lot of range. But um, I think well, this cast, though, 
I, and again, I, I credit to the writing is that some of these characters are absolutely ridiculous in this plot. Uh, and then some of them are very much supposed to be more realistic. And I think it was funny to kind of see them clash together. Uh, but as you said, Dr. Jace, I was very much kind of like waiting for the, a lot of these points to, to collide. And uh, I think they also did a really good job. There were certain scenes where like when they were going down the path, uh, you know, some characters went to the right, oh. <laughs> some went to the left, and it was like, okay, so they're not going to run into each other, but what's the bear going to do? Is the bear going to go to the left, or is the bear going to go to the right? Or is the bear just going to go running through the forest like he normally does and runs into whoever? Uh, so, but um, I think the film also, there, uh, there are just some really funny setup, as Dr. Rico, as you were saying, I think... Um, <laughs> Some of these scenes really leaned into the campiness. Uh, some of them really try to lean into, uh, God, I was getting Jaws vibes at some point. So I was like, wow, well, they're kind of nailing it on the head. I'm like, I'm scared for these people. Uh, <laughs> but then obviously some of them were just, just dumb. They're just dumb. They're just here and they're just stupid. Like if the bear is gnawing at your leg, I mean, I, it's hard to say to run, but do something. Uh, <laughs> fight back so what if you lose your leg <laughs> but uh yeah i i i i like the multiple storylines i like the convergingness of them uh they were really fun to go through yeah it was it was um it was and, and a lot of scenes it was very uh graphic I, I did not expect it to get as graphic as it did uh, and I mean, our theater's reaction was kind of on point for a lot of these. A lot of people were just shocked at how how much blood was on screen. I mean, you would expect it. It's a bear like mauling someone. But can I, can I say this real quick? Because uh, yeah. I want to know if Dr. Rika's theater was like this. Our theater was vocal a lot during this movie. Uh, like Marvel you know, style vocal, like like reacting. talking, <laughs> yeah, re reacting, screaming at the screen um, that that that's. And again, oh. I say this, you know, the theatrical experience is really its own thing that you when, can't get anywhere else. When the kids were um, trying the cocaine, when they were putting <laughs> it into their mouth, the theater was wild. Oh, at yeah. Just them eating it. I think the part where um, uh, Henry accidentally inhales the cocaine by it, it, it looks like he inhaled it. Uh, the theater was like, oh, no. <laughs> they were so worried about this boy. I, I thought it was so funny. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, I went on a Friday afternoon. So there were people, but it wasn't a lot of us. So I think all of us just were in our little corners. Okay. okay. <laughs> it, wasn't as, uh, it wasn't really packed for us to have a lot of reactions. It's not a normal, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I would have gone a little later than I, but I know sure <laughs> that's funny what what other uh characters do we have in here we have we mentioned uh sid ray Liotta. um Sh should we give should, should we provide some setup um here as the moving pieces uh right so sid is the drug kingpin uh again ray Liotta. i think doing the ray Liotta thing trying to get the drugs he's got his son played by alden enric i don't know if i said that right and O'Shea Jackson trying to get the drugs and retrieve the drugs. There's one party. Uh, there's Bob, Detective Bob. Uh, 
goodness, Isaiah Whitlock. If you if you again, if you watch The Wire, the man is fantastic. He's just as fantastic here. He just wanted a Labrador. Oh. (laughs) See, this is what I'm talking about. His whole little subplot with finding a dog and then he's getting attached to this dog. Stupid. Stupid. But it's funny. Uh, It's funny. (laughs) Uh, He's chasing Sid for years as a detective. So there's another party. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Didi and Henry, the children, you got to have that child element, I think, in horror films. Uh, adds an extra layer. They just want to go paint. They skip school uh, while their mother, Didi's mother, Sari, is on the hot pursuit to retrieve her children. Ranger Liz. Ranger uh, Liz. I think Margot Martindale had a really fun time in this film. She did. Uh, she was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it. Well, she's over here pining after Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who I almost didn't even recognize either. That's him? Uh, that's Jesse yeah, Tyler got, Ferguson. Yeah. It took me a moment. I was like, why does he look so familiar? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent job, too. That's uh, perfect. Uh, you have the Do Champ gang, a gang of teenager teenagers, uh, with knives, with knives, knives. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Stash is probably the main member who gets the most screen time. That's the one in the yellow. Yes. Shirt? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think the last one is Olaf. Um, pre- Christopher Hijuvu from um. Game of Thrones. He's um Hormon. The Wildling. Who is he? Hormon, Giant's Bane. No, but who is he in the movie? Who, who, oh, who's the he's hiker. the hiker. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, 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 right. Uh, the, the the first victims the, of the, the first, cocaine. The first he was in the first scene. He he established um everyone getting mauled. Um Y'all, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about y'all's thoughts because I just realized this. His name is Olaf. His wife, his, her name is Elsa. I don't know if that's a jab. Oh, at Disney. Uh, I mean, that's, those names are pretty spot on. Of all the names, yeah. That's, of all uh, the names. Interesting. Just interesting. Wanted to throw that out there. They both ate it, by the way. So they you both know. Let, and they were eaten as well. Maybe, Maybe, maybe uh, this ain't your Disney run-of-the-mill film. This is Cocaine Bear. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I doubt they're trying to jab at Disney, but um, I mean, if, if, if there's any other mo- other parties involved, there is the one officer, uh, who was Bob's partner. Oh, God, we'll get into that. I have problems with that. <laughs> sure, sure, but that's it. Those are our moving pieces, and of course, the Cocaine Bear. And yeah, those are our moving pieces. Here we are. We have a story still. No, and I think that's part of the charm of the movie. There's no actual kind of story. It's just like survive. Well, it's like they circumstances have brought them in contact with this cocaine bear. Yeah, right, right. You have some characters trying to find the cocaine. You have other ones that just got mixed in with the wrong people. So they're just trying to avoid the bear. Um, and Ranger Liz, she, she just wants Jesse Tyler Ferguson. That's that. That's her goal in this movie. 
Uh, and I can appreciate that. That, that. That's funny. I think she was probably like my favorite character in the whole movie. She might have been the standout, I think. I uh, just, again, the ridiculousness. Uh, I, was, I will say that was what I was wanting more of, was what she gave me. Mm. Like it was just completely leaning into ridiculousness. Like we're not, she's not serious <laughs> beyond just like <laughs> a comedic performance around like a really ridiculous premise. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine we'll talk about some of her her missteps, <laughs> but that those are the kind of characters like I've I've watched a lot of like animal focused horror type comedies, and those are the characters that I frequently see. Uh, and that's what I like to see is it, it's campy. You're leaning into it. It's tongue in cheek where we're not really being serious because it's not a serious movie. Uh, so I really, really liked her character. Well, I, I think she I, I want to say after, you know, Tormon Giants Bank gets attacked. I feel they are the first ones that run into the bear because uh, they find Henry up the tree. Uh, and then, you know, they're like, what are you doing in a tree? And he's like, I'm hiding from the bear. He's like. Bears can't climb trees. I'm like, of course they can't climb trees. You know, bears don't attack people. What did you feed it? <laughs> and from there, I think that's where it really ensues. Uh, Margot Martindale with the gun. Oh, talk about a misstep. There's your first misstep. Why <laughs> does this lady have a gun? Why is she out here hiking in the woods? She just wants uh, to get promoted to Yellowstone. <laughs> that's her dream. <laughs> you know what's so funny i watched this movie on friday yesterday i went to like a historic landmark or some historic something uh here in illinois and i saw park rangers and it just made me think of this movie and specifically her character um mm, I, I, <laughs> my heart goes out to park rangers now maybe they really do got it a little bad dealing with roving gangs of teenagers and you with know switchblades the right in the bathrooms the occasional animal interactions uh who knows how it can go but uh uh goodness i I, I hope they're a good shot i I, oh man well first first i didn't think she was gonna make it out the bear got her and oh it got her it got a chunk of her (laughs) he's like the bear bit my ass and then she's like hauling tail back to the back to the ranger outpost and then it just kept going. For, I mean, yes, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, first one to, second one to go. Right, uh, right. Uh, again, just never had a chance. Didn't even try. Uh, all, right, all right. I mean, no, not RIP. It's funny. It's funny that he died. It's okay. Um, I think the best scene for me probably took place in this outpost. Anything that transpired in this outpost, I found to be. When got back to it. Well, well, even before with, oh, uh, right. with O'Shea uh, Jackson beating up the kids, right? Uh, you know him getting stabbed. Uh, O'Shea Jackson, I think he's often slept on too. I, uh, I don't think I've seen him out much outside of um, straight out of Compton. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes, man, that's Ice Cube's son, man. I just, he, I, was... he was he's bigger in this movie. I, I didn't recognize him. Uh, he's a big guy. He's bigger than Ice Cube. Uh, I mean, but but he wasn't even that big in um uh Straight Out of Compton. What do you like mean he, he played Ice Cube? 
I, I just, I don't know. He he was definitely a bigger set guy in, in this one. You know, you know what vibes he gave me? Um, Like literally, I was really going to ask you this. He reminded me a lot, like with his performance and everything. Um, Oh God, what's, what's the guy's name? Um, My chimichanga stand. Uh, Craig Robinson. He was giving you Craig Robinson vibes. <laughs> yes, he was. He gave me a lot. I don't know. Just like his, his style of comedy, the way he was like delivering some of his lines. It, it reminded me of a character that he may portray. I would say his character does remind me of Red, not not Red, I don't know his name, but Craig Robinson's character in Pineapple Express. That was, uh, you know, they're both like hitmen or they work for the drug dealer. Um, okay. But they're also yeah. uh, in touch with their emotions a little bit. Like him, like crying over his jersey the whole movie, I thought was really funny too. Um, when he got his, when he got his fingers shot off. When he got his he, finger, he said, "Not my jersey, man." <laughs> well, he got his fingers shut off, and the guy was like, "How did he shoot those fingers off together? They're not even next to each other." His pinky and his middle finger. <laughs> but the 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 when Margot made it back to the outpost, I think this was the best scene in the film uh it was hilarious and it leaned into the horror and then it kept going it kept going like the bear climbing up on the roof and then mauling the one boy but then oh my god yeah she shot the boy yeah just the <laughs> like you said i mean even our introduction of her and she's waiting on you know this I guess inspector character that Jesse Tyler Ferguson is playing, and I was already like, okay, I, I think she's she's gonna be funny. But when she did come back to the outpost, and from the outpost to the ambulance, yes, was, this is yes. the circle of the movie. Uh, because yeah, just the she has this gun. We don't know why. Clearly, she doesn't really know how to use it. And the one time it's successful, it is not a good thing. <laughs> she shoots the you know the team and so they're all freaking out and then the ambulance does come and just from yeah there's pieces i think uh, grandmaster who you mentioned earlier that there's like pieces of tension and like a little horror elements a little jaws feeling uh of just like the bear being very menacing in that moment and so i kind of like the blend of yes this like what's gonna happen where's the bear with like this absurd comedy element uh, like the the ambulance folks, you know, the EMT showing up and they're like, what's happening? We're trying to open the door. And there's a reason why they can't open oh the door. Oh my gosh. And, and so to the them getting in the ambulance, driving off and just like, yeah, that that whole sequence was, was probably the, the part of the movie that I, I laughed and enjoyed the most. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I expected from it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think her and again uh, there's like some my not, i guess not minute details but it's very clever like her saying bear into the stethoscope uh you know bear. and then the fact that the bear now recognizes any bag as potential cocaine you know because i was like right. there's no way this guy's gonna get out of this situation and then uh god it it felt like the bear was like you played me i want my cocaine and 
here the bear is on a full-on sprint i don't know if bears can run that fast bears but if it can is, run that fast oh come as fast as an ambulance i don't even they, know they can pick up speed like you would not believe i and i get it because you look at a bear you're like that thing is so big and bumbly like winnie the pooh ain't no way he's chasing a car down. bears can book it if they got no obstruction in their way they can tail it okay even uh, if they can run that even if they can run that fast, I was like, well, this bear's on cocaine. So he's got the extra Even juice. Worse. I have bear speeds. Bear speeds. I have bear speeds. It says the North American black bear can run up to 90, or not 90, sorry, 30 oh. miles per hour. Jesus. Oh, wait, wait, how, how fast? 30 miles per hour, sorry. That is it. Oh, God. That matches, that matches with uh, how fast they were going about when the ambulance. It, it, it does, but goodness, ridiculous. Um, I ain't running from a bear. Never, I'm done. Nine, uh, I don't know why I keep saying 90. I'm doubling this 35 miles per hour. No, there's no way it can. That's what this Google article it's 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 the same misunderstanding, like even some of the characters were having. They're like, bears can't climb trees, yes, they can. (laughs) You don't think about it because you're like, yeah, look at a bear. A A bear's not equipped to climb a tree, bears can climb trees i i understand that part that one's not hard to understand but 30 miles for again i i really like how that scene played out too because that bear is just booking it in you know and then he does like a superhero dive into the van (laughs) and i loved it i loved and then like there's this there's the tensity of like you know the bear chasing them down in the ambulance you're wondering like oh my god are they gonna make it you have um we we forgot to mention this but the one of the paramedics uh the the uh the ikea guy scott scott size is his name scott size um he's like on the door trying to close it and you have liz behind him shaking her gun trying to aim it and you're like oh my god is she gonna kill him too oh yeah absolutely yeah she has to shoot this damn bear and it's just like there's like i like the the tension in terms of like you can see them being so close to just killing this thing if they were just competent just literally shoot it just shoot it but it I like the comedy where it basically keeps bamboozling them. It, it, it's a mixture of a lot of things. The van is, sw- the ambulance is swerving. The the IKEA guys like blocking the shot. Liz is a terrible shot to begin with. The bear is just booking it at them. It was just perfect. I loved it. And and yes, the the superhero dive, and um, <laughs> the way Liz goes out. I just oh, I did God. not expect that. That was that was brutal. That was very brutal. Very brutal at times. Uh... I think uh, from there, the next bear, big bear sequence is the standoff at the gazebo, uh, which was another very entertaining moment. Uh, Isaiah Whitlock trying to, one, get the drugs on top of the gazebo and does a little centimeter hop. Why did Isaiah Whitlock come here? Was it just because to investigate the drugs? He's trying to go after Ray Liotta's character. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, and there were news reports saying that, uh, where the the guy who was throwing them out, uh, where he landed, and they figured there was more in the park, so that's why he was there. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but um, yeah, you know, then uh, meanwhile, uh, Eddie Alden, his character is going through like you know 
his emotional crisis. His wife had just passed and his son, because uh, Ray Liotta is not granddaddy of the week, uh, is left alone and he doesn't know how to be a father. Uh, and he's bonding with the kid. Uh, <laughs> um, very, very funny. And then, you know, they come up on the gazebo and, uh, you know, the bag is not there, but it's in Isaiah Woodlock's hands. And the, now we got a, you know, a nice little standoff, a very funny moment. Uh, they're like, how'd you get up there? And he's like, right, I climbed this tree over here and I, I hurt my hip. So <laughs> how did he even jump? He said he climbed the tree and jumped. Yeah, and over he jumped. Tree. Yes, he said he jumped. Because he did that Which, thing, but before he even got on the gazebo, he, he saw the bag from underneath it. And he did that yes. little jump like, Ugh. Yes, right. Uh, again, uh, how did you get up there? I, I I find it it's an extra added layer of comedy it that is, they don't show is. him getting up there. We are to believe this man who can barely jump climbed a whole tree and jumped onto a gazebo. Um, we just have to believe it. Uh, Something to that. And then, I, of course, the bear shows up and more ridiculousness ensues i think the bear is about to uh he's coming down he's coming he's crashing uh which is funny because again you 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 look at <laughs> you look at the elements of what cocaine can do and the bear goes through a lot of the stages uh he and comes will, down well we will say this is the scene where we correct that the bear is not a he the bear is a she all right Right. The, the bears the the vagina is right on top of me. Uh he said next to his ear too. Yeah, the, I was like, I, which how how isn't it like isn't his chest on your I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't think too much into it. The positioning I, of the bear was like I, I don't get how it's on your ear, but sure, just just to confirm it's female, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. sure. The the fact that it's on top of a grown man, that just that looks scary to me too. I thought he was um, gonna die from that. I thought I thought gonna, he couldn't breathe. I thought that was gonna be the joke. I thought if he was gonna get smothered, and that's it. That's how he dies. And, and what how, a way to go! What are our guesses on how much uh, a, a bear weighs? Ooh, Ooh uh, not a ton. Three hundred. I'm gonna say six hundred, seven hundred pounds. Great. Let's see, American black bear. I'll go four hundred. 400 is good. I feel like it's heavier though. Between 130 to 660 pounds. Jeez. That just plot. That thing did not just like cozily lay down. It dropped on this guy's back. I <laughs> I thought he should have been dead. Uh, that could have shattered some stuff, you know. That uh, could have. Um, right. I mean, thankfully, there's a layer of fur, I guess, that protects you. But um, that looks so uncomfortable. I, I am sure it is because he was left under there for a good couple minutes as they were trying to figure out, like, do we move the bear over? Do we kill it? They Well, they thought it was dead at that point. And then they checked its heartbeat or they listened to it breathing. And they're like, oh, no, it's alive. Um, well, then the bear came back alive when it got another whiff. It it did. And yep. at that point, at that point, it got almost a little silly because I was like, this guy shoot the bear <laughs> shoot it you, you know really, it is not like doing backflips in front of you just shoot the damn thing no man they don't want to shoot his, uh eddie 
Uh, and again, you know, funny enough, I, uh, I think I read that, you know, in the making of this film, they did not want to be uber violent towards the bear. And they didn't want to showcase uh, animal kind of cruelty of them shooting the bear and the bear being in excessive pain uh, at the fault of humans. Uh, I think they they did a good job Ooh. at sticking to that. Uh, if that's the case, then it's interesting to point out that there is only one character that manages to actually shoot the bear. And that's Ray Liotta's character, who's considered like the the bad guy i guess of of the movie um no one else fires at the bear none of the well they some of them try to fire at it but they don't land any hits on it um, right i think they were like all right let's paint one person as the one who doesn't care for the animals i guess everybody at one point really showed compassion to the bear and like isaiah woodlock he's draw draw uh drawing the bear away from everybody with the cocaine right and again goodness addiction is a disease people that bear got addicted in less than 24 hours um i mean i guess a a kilo will do that to you um i think ate the whole thing man yeah ate the whole thing um goodness uh i think you know then we come up upon i think our kind of our final major interaction with the bear in the cave in the den uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, well, well, uh, Bob, Isaiah Whitlock's character, he ate it too. Ray Liotta shot him. Oh God. Uh, do you want to talk about this element now? I guess this I, is. I, so it, it was cool that Ray Liotta got to the scene. He's now part of the active plot that's going on with the bear and everything. Left his grandson behind. Left his grandson behind. <laughs> uh, so that was, that, that was a still funny, uh, running bit, but yes, but then the, the partner, there's a plot twist, right? The the partner of um, Isaiah Whitlock's character comes in. I've been working with Ray Liotta this whole time. And I thought it was going to not, not, I didn't think it was going to turn into something so complicated. Like, oh, there's a deeper plot behind this. They don't really explain <laughs> anything with that. She was just working with Ray Liotta. And then my, my thing with her is I would have been fine with it. If there was payoff by the end, she doesn't have any payoff. She just kind of just walks away and is like not punished in any way for <laughs> helping kill her partner. Um, that was my only problem with her. I'm like, wow, I, I, I guess I guess she got away scot-free. Everyone else got mauled by a bear, but she's okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to say this. And again, maybe maybe I'm thinking too much. I feel it's kind of a meta commentary. Kind of that third act plot twist that uh that the cop's partner was in on it all along right because his reaction wasn't even that hurt oh, he wasn't even that hurt maybe. he's just like can, no, you, go ahead, can, go ahead. can you take care of the dog uh rosette i think the name was rosette he was like can, uh, you, can you take care of the dog and then he started like saying how she disgraced her honor uh like you betrayed the force you betrayed right. your country <laughs> right they're like the United States of America, and she's like, "Okay, uh, that—that's <laughs> what I took from that." I was like, "I think this is supposed to be very meta," uh, you know, the fact that they dare include a third act plot twist when they did not need one, uh, right? As if the plot of a again a cocaine bear wasn't crazy enough already. That's fair. That's fair. Um, 
but yeah no like after after that moment with the the plot twist like everyone kind of just uh eventually kind of meets up at the cave I, I i think the mom character i forgot her name. sorry sorry um she's the first one to get to the cave that's where they find Dee Dee with henry the the bits with henry and sorry i i really like them because henry's just funny H henry's funny i i feel like we haven't given enough love to henry throughout uh his performance in the, the movie the kids he are is, both good they're yeah. both good they're both henry good. given henry. plenty more to do uh right right um like asking these questions about cocaine and what <laughs> what happens when you get addicted Oh my god, his bit with Didi early on in the movie where he's trying to, you know, uh toughen up and pretend that, oh yeah, I've done cocaine before. Yeah, it's it's you know, obviously. <laughs> I just thought that was super funny. I thought it was super funny that that he was just trying to impress her like that. I think the kids were good. I think I I enjoyed the kids. Um they it, they they didn't overstay and they didn't overact. So Right, right. Right. And oh my god! Also, I really thought they might die, and I was like, "Please don't kill the kids." I don't want to watch these kids die. I, I, there were a couple points where I felt like, "Is the movie gonna go there? Are they really gonna show uh, kids getting mauled by a bear?" Because I mean, they, they really showed it for everyone else. No one was safe. Uh, not the not, not the paramedics, not uh, the hikers. <laughs> um, at one point, I thought it was I, I thought it got Didi at one point. So like, I how did the bear also, just take you or chase you away? Like, how did you escape? This thing I can run. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how? Yeah, how are you alive? You mean to tell me the bear took you here and said, stay. I'll be back with more cocaine. Babysit <laughs> the kids. You try to explain it via like the bear is a mom and had two cubs. And if we try to like, oh, this is a younger human type of if you mm. really want to try to find a way to explain it. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I was glad that the kids made it out. And I think right. too, too, in thinking of the violence, like it didn't feel like, I think there's some movies where the violence is, it's graphic and it's like disgusting. Like this felt like it was graphic, but in a humorous way. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. I think the first time that there's a bear attack, we just kind of see a leg fly into the, you know, onto the screen <laughs> and it just pops out. It, so it's not, it, yeah, it, it was graphic, but not in a way where I was like clutching my pearls and right. being really concerned about. It was more of like, oh, okay, it's supposed to be kind of humorous and like a kill comedy situation. Right. 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 I don't think it ever crossed the line to where like that was just too much because there was that comedic element that drew you back in to like okay this is a comedy uh this is completely absurd we can be grossed out for a bit and then laugh it off versus egregious amounts of gore and you know i think the most they ever got to was um well i mean they showed some dude's head getting blown off <laughs> too with, with the gun but i i, I think probably the most they ever like got to that point and and even then i still think it had a comedic lens to it was um kind of jumping forward a little bit when when everyone meets at the cave and the bear and ray liotta and everyone's there when the bear you know attacks ray liotta and the cubs start pulling out his intestines <laughs> i'm like wow nothing like that happened yet but it's the cubs doing it 
It's 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 the baby cubs. It's so. cute. They're hungry. <laughs> and look at them. They're adorable. Look, it, it looks like they're eating a, a thing of sausages. That's what that a looks like of right sausages. there. Right. They're just, they're innocent. They're cubs. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, actually, yeah, you know, Ray Liotta was the most. He started beating on the cubs. Yeah, he was hit. God, man, he was hitting those cubs with the butt of the rifle. Jesus. All right. I was like, please, Mama Bear, please come in and eat Ray Liotta. Look and look how that changed it. We were the, this entire movie, like somewhat rooting for some of the people to escape the bear getting getting to them and being mauled to death. And here we are, Ray Liotta being like the new like threat, the, the new immediate threat in this scene. And, and you're. Your, your attitude changes. You're like, oh, man, the only one that could save the day right now is Mama Bear. Where is she? Come on. And, and she gets that, that superhero entrance on the waterfall. She's roaring. I'm like, oh, man, what, what a change in attitude. We're now rooting for this thing to come in and rip Ray Liotta apart. Ooh, uh, very Godzilla-like, you know? Godzilla destroyed the city, but he's a product of human and messing with nature. Uh same thing with the cocaine the cocaine bear is the real victim here okay that is the real victim here and yes go get him get him mama and then oh my god she totally had a superhero moment what she got shot she fell landed on the oh, the edge god, this was good yeah. and then it was like come on mama you know wake up mama and what happened uh uh oh they Ray ripped Liotta, into some of the cocaine. He's trying to get the bag of cocaine because that's all he's obsessed with. Yes. And then one of the packages falls and bursts open on the rocks and Mama Bear, the Mama Bear inhaling it. <laughs> that was funny too. Just the way she inhaled it. Everyone in the theater started cheering. They're like, oh, here she comes. It was given like superhero vibes. It was very <laughs> it much was. like the scene where I don't know. Uh, Spider-Man gets the courage to stand up again, or Green Lantern's ring starts working all of a sudden, uh, or the Kryptonite is, or I guess the reverse of Kryptonite, it's Superman going into the Yellow Sun. The Cocaine Bear needed that, that hit, needed the hit, needed one more line. There was, oh my gosh, there was a scene where it straight up did a line, like it was. <laughs> oh in, yeah, yeah, earlier, <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh, my God. But, yes, it, it climbs back up and ah, gets Ray Liotta. Uh, what a way to go. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you were. we were rooting for the bear. It's crazy. Um, I, I give it to them. I give it to them for making us care for the bear. Uh, <laughs> right. It was so. it was funny. It was it was pure comedy. Um, and that's kind of like where the bear and the cubs kind of uh you know stop interacting with the characters because at that point they're just content with having more cocaine the cubs were also on cocaine by the way oh my god we didn't yes. mention that which is unfortunate the, the cubs mm. i'm surprised they're even alive i'm surprised i'm surprised the bear is even alive but the cubs especially um but they're they're just having the time of their life uh with mama bear and um the kids and uh sorry eventually you know they jump off the waterfall they meet up with um, O'Shea Jackson and Solo at the base of the waterfall. And they all just kind of go their separate ways. They they, they give each other the nod like, mm, we, we survived. Let's, let's, let's keep it that way. Let's go our separate ways. Um, I think <laughs> this was just so dumb. Uh, what is it? Uh, the partner 
just takes out the dog and just lets it loose in the park, right? The, no, they take the dog. They take the dog. Well, 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 right. She she takes the dog, but the I mean, he takes the dog, but she she takes the dog out of her car and she just like lets it loose, like just like wherever you go. She go. clearly didn't want to take care of that dog. She did not uh, want to take care of that dog. But that dog still found a good home. Thank goodness. Found a great home. Right. Uh, unfortunately, that dog also got into the back pocket of O'Shea's oh, character. Or uh, Eddie's character. Uh, O'Shea Holden. Uh, the fingers. The oh, dog oh, got oh, the fingers. It, it got into Solo's back pocket because he was carrying the fingers. Right. Uh, and the rig. Yeah. Yeah. So he ain't getting those back. Um, stash made it out with a stash of cocaine. Uh, got picked up by the goat farmer. Uh, as like you said, could have cocaine goat on the way. Could um, you never know? I don't know how they're gonna. You never know. I I, I thought it was a nice little like mid credit scene to show off. Um, like you know, you you could just take it as a joke. Like, oh, look at that! The look at them being silly about a goat. But but it could just be a hint at, I don't know, if this movie does well, uh, maybe other animals on drugs, narcotics. I don't know. We'll see. So that that would be funny. But I like that. I like that bit. And then I think uh, the last bit is just them walking away too, and. <laughs> Sorry, he's like, don't look at that, Henry. Let's walk. Uh, let's walk on this side. <laughs> Liz's body. That's the, scr- <laughs> the meat crown. That that's uh, on the pavement. What a how Does rude. It... That's kind of rude. No, no, kind of. Oh, let's stop in. Oh, that was the ranger that tried to help us. You know, they just said, oh, let's keep walking. I don't even think she was aware of who that was. Probably not. But goodness, just kind of. Oh, look, we're gonna keep going this way. Don't you look know? at it, Henry. Don't look was the the last shot of course of the mama bear and the cubs ah right <laughs> right and some other hikers have evoked the wrath of cocaine oh, bear because i think cocaine bear now realizes humans might have cocaine oh and, maybe oh so and that's i think why it starts attacking people i think they'll do anything for another bump uh just like an addict uh which is it's it's funny to joke about because it's just a movie and but it's also there's some deeper commentary here i think when it comes to drugs to the point where like drugs don't just affect you it can affect your family oh kids are hooked on it too and everyone around you yeah Mm, you become apart you become a danger to yourself and everyone around you wow 10 out of 10. Have, I love Have this. we nailed it on the head? Is that it? Have did we nail it? Oscar Is that the nominee. deeper commentary here? Yeah. That's Mess with easily. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I agree. Wow. This, this movie was fun. This movie was pure fun. Um, but yeah, like everyone the movie just kind of ends and uh there's there's like a post credit scene at the very end. It's it's dumb. It's just the bears growling. Um, and that's it. it. If you gave him, yeah, whatever. It it's not really even a good end credit scene. But overall, I this movie was just fantastic. Um, I feel like it really leaned into the silliness of its premise. Um, and I, I mean, I know they're really different movies, but at the same time, I feel like they're so similar. I think this is like a better version of Megan. 
in terms of like a horror comedy type of film that's like just such an outlandish uh concept that you don't really think of because when you think of like horror movies you think of like you know your serial killers your possessed dolls um your your psychopaths stuff like that but with megan it was like you know uh uh, an AI robot that's a caretaker for a child and it just goes crazy because it takes its job too seriously. Cocaine bear, it's a bear on cocaine and it, it's looking for that next hit throughout the entire movie. And it just mauls people to death and hoping that it gets that next hit. I, I, I'll i be honest, I like this more than Megan. I really like this movie. It was funny from beginning to end. Um, I kind of want to see another one. <laughs> But I don't need it. I don't need it. Like, I liked it so much that I want to see another movie, but I'm okay if this is the only one. Cocaine Grizzly, Cocaine Panda, Cocaine Polar, Cocaine Variations. Yeah, Cocaine Sloth Bear, Cocaine Koala Bear, which is not really a bear. Is this what the Blood and Honey horror movie of Winnie the Pooh should have been? No, no. No, that's its own weird thing that we will not get into. Uh, yeah, I think you can compare it to Megan as far as recent horror comedy outings go. I just, I really just enjoyed the stupidity and ridiculousness. And there is a clever charm to this movie. Uh, but as we've been saying, you know, 90 minutes in and you're out. I'm starting to like movies that fit that time, uh, that running time. I like uh, that. I like that. It doesn't ask me to invest much, which I enjoy having invested so much to various franchises. Uh and I think it was yeah, it's just a fun time. It's a fun movie. It it need not be perfect. It's just sit back and indulge in this zaniness and I'm here for the zaniness. I like it. Yeah, <clears throat> I feel similarly in terms of like, it was nice just to go in, watch something, and leave. <laughs> and so there's no expectations before, there's no expectations after. Um, I, I think it's, you enjoy it for 95 minutes and it is what it is. And, and I like just absurd premises. I think it's it's fun to have a concept. Uh, do I think it holistically worked? I, I say this because like, I wanted it to feel a little bit sillier, uh, but at the same time, I, I had a good time and I can't complain uh, about just like the runtime and the fun characters and just a ridiculous premise that, you know, at the end of the day was just like creative, right? I, I don't think, what right. I appreciate about some movies is that sometimes things don't need to be complicated. They could just be one particular conceptual idea. It may or may not work, but it, it's creative and, you know, I think that's that's what's uh, fun overall about having movies. And even if they're TV shows, I imagine, have their own like absurd premises that it just works. Um, so I hope to have more films like this where we just enjoy an original product that isn't connected to anything, any wider universe or sequels or anything like that. It's just, it's the film, you go in, you, you enjoy it, and then you leave. Um, and, and I am in support of that. <laughs> So I think similar to Grandmaster Who, but I'm liking movies that are a little less than two hours more so lately because, yeah, you want to watch a movie, but you also don't want to give up three hours of time. <laughs> it's, a scary, it's a scary thought. 
So thank you, Cocaine Bear, for being half of that. I give credit where credit is due. It it told the story it needed to in that 95 minutes. And I, I can respect that. Um, and I'm hoping with the success, I, I, I feel like this movie's going to make bank. I feel like it's going to get good word of mouth. It's social media uh, influence was pretty strong. It got us in the theaters to watch it. Um, similar to how Megan got people in the theaters. Um, I'm hoping that with the success financial wise for uh, this movie, uh, Cocaine Bear and Megan, we get more silly movies like this. Um, I want Hollywood to be more brave in tackling just silly little movies uh, like this. They don't have to be horror comedies. Um, they could just be, you know, just silly concepts that no one's ever really thought of that sound dumb on paper, but it's like, hey, let's just give this a shot. You know, if it's a failure, it's one and done. We never have to come back to it again. Um, so I'm hoping that this kind of makes them a little bit more brave and not worrying about what's the next uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe IP that we can establish. <laughs> um, Bring back the low to mid budget. Yes. Movie. Yes. Bring them back. Bring Whether them it's back. Horror movies, comedy. I think really horror feels like the only genre that has been able to keep that momentum as far as like a low to mm -hmm. budget movies and be pretty successful at it like as far as other like we don't see action films or dramas or comedies or romantic comedies kind of in the same way um a lot of them maybe go directly to streamers so it's fun to just see like a universal being like a a bigger established uh production company just like support low to mid-budget films whatever the genre or concept they may be it gives folks a shot. I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. Let's see more zany ideas like Cocaine Bear and Megan. These were fun little romps. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of sums up our thoughts on Cocaine Bear. Um, I guess if, if you wanted to give it like a final grade, a final score in general, <laughs> what would you uh... say? It's a, it's a, it's a fun, it's a, it's a, um, yeah. I gave it a four stars on Letterboxd. Uh, okay. I, okay. I, which I'm curious about Dr. Rika, because I think I saw her score. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, uh -oh. you, just like many other people that I reviewed it, I understand why people would give it like four or five stars and everyone has their own ratings and how they, you know, attribute stars. For me, whenever I am putting something on Letterbox, it's like how I, in most cases, like my view of the quality of the film mm. and like how I connect it to it. Sure. There are going to be like some ridiculous films that I may have at four or five stars, um, but I try to keep it relatively consistent. So I get, I did give it two out of five stars because at the end of the day, it, it's a, it's this silly little movie that, you know, if we want to get into the weeds of it, I don't think it, it needs to do. Like, I don't need to be critiquing the plot or the writing or the dialogue or the cinematography. It's not that kind of movie. Sure. Um, I gave it two out of five stars. Did I think it was fun? Sure. Did I tell people that asked me, like, you know, how was it? I was like, yeah, watch it. It's 90 minutes. It's, it's, it's dumb fun. It's a safe movie. It won't eat you up know? too much of your time. You're going to have to explain people well, if, they, if they ask you your star rating. They're going to be like, go watch it, but you gave it two stars. <laughs> There's a lot of movies that I have rated like two, maybe three. I have three is probably an average. But there's plenty of movies. Like, for example, Roadhouse. 
Is that a five star movie? No. no. <laughs> the spirit of it is five stars. Sure. The film. So I think there are a lot and that I actually think that's a really good comparison of like a ridiculous premise into like a mid to low budget film. And you just have a fun time with it. You know, I think there's some of these like cult campy classics that they're not actually like um, like if we look at the the details, probably good, but they're fun. Mm-hmm. That's right. all that. And that's the important bit. As long as it's fun. And it's a fun movie for sure. <laughs> um but yeah uh i overall i think we all enjoyed cocaine bear um and uh go out there and watch it if you're listening to this it's i think it's worth your time um and yeah it's just 95 minutes i think that's the biggest point i'm just so glad how how short it is i don't know if marvel did this to me or the superhero genre i don't know man Three hours is too long for movies. Embrace it. Embrace, Embrace it. it. Embrace the animated film clock time of 90 minutes. Um, but yeah, take a look at Cocaine Bear. Let us know what you all think of the bear of cocaine as well. Um, what did you like about the film? Did you dislike certain elements of it? Do you recognize the IKEA guy as the paramedic in the in the movie? <laughs> He was funny. He was funny for his bit. I, I, I hope I see him in more movies after this. Um, and just let us know what you think overall of Cocaine Bear. Uh, wherever you're listening to us on, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, TikTok, at the Yonko Table, let us know what you think down below, and we'll catch you on the next one. I'm your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop and Supernova Dr. Rika, signing off. Rawr. Rawr, cocaine. <laughs> cocaine, bears. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>